1: we bitter and come and join us
2: ddnvr we are dnvr we are dnvr we are live from the dnvr bar here in studio a where the a today stands for as good as they seem question mark uh big wide receiver market exploding right now Broncos, a little bit ahead of that curve, but I want to talk about these deals with you guys here in just a second. Uh, Mace, how are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing great. Zach? Got the whole crew back. I'm yes, doing great. I feel great as well. Of course, we're presented by MSU Denver Online, Denver.edu slash online, where you can check out all they have to offer. Make sure you head on down to the website, see all the different programs, what could work for you. And the best news is if you're working a full-time job and you can't give that up to go, for, go to school, msu denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other colorado institution so Go to msudenver.edu slash online today.
3: My boys, so happy to have the three of us back together. And over the past couple days, we've had a lot of people tuning in live, which is awesome. But a lot of you tuning in on Twitter, hop over to YouTube, hit us with a thumbs up once you're over on YouTube, smash that subscribe button, turn on alerts. We would really appreciate that because we want to continue to grow our family and we love the comment section when it's popping. That's what we see when we're doing this live pod is we see all the comments coming in from YouTube. So make sure to chime in on the YouTube side of things
2: like i said last week if you're watching on twitter it's basically like you're standing outside the bar looking through the windows <laughs> and if you're watching on youtube you're in the bar you're having beers with us you're chatting with us at the bar top
3: this is the time to be inside the dnvr bar too with playoffs coming up i can't freaking wait to
2: this for this place to be packed night in and night out what's crazy is like Every event this year in here has been bigger than any event last year. So like, you know, the super bowl all of a sudden was way more packed than it was. March Madness was way more. Packed. We can't get any more packed. No. It, it, <laughs> w-
3: how can you get more packed than shoulder to shoulder
2: standing room only? Yeah, not even, know. not even room with the standing. We might just have to ha- let people up here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, but okay. So let's at least frame why we're having this conversation. And I guess for that, We'll go to Zach in sports. Well, yesterday, another massive
3: (laughs) wide receiver contract. Stefan Diggs gets loaded up with a deal paying him nearly $25 million a season. This is what? One of four big deals that we've seen from the wide receiver position this year. And, of course, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick got their deals just a couple of months before all of this exploded. So, Ryan, what does it
2: mean? It's time to build a statue, or is it, (laughs) Zach, Mace, I guess I want your take on this originally because I'm going to give my take, which might be the less popular one. Um, wow! So I'll Usually let you lead off here. Take. How good are these deals for for uh, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sun?
0: Well, they have they they don't they don't last onerously long. One is four years. One is Tim Patrick's just three years. Effectively, you're getting the two of them. For $53.5 million combined, and then you, in terms of guarantees, and then you compare that to, for example, the Devontae Adams guarantee is 65, the Tyreek Hill guarantee is 72, uh, even, for example, the DeAndre uh, the Hopkins guarantee a while back was 49.4, the Keenan Allen guarantee was 50. So effectively, you're getting two for less than the price of one
2: elite receiver and that is where my issue lies is everyone keeps saying the Broncos got Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick for the price of Tyree kill and I'm I'm sitting there thinking that's not a great that you'd rather have Tyree kill everyone would rather have Tyree kill aside wouldn't. from you yeah. know okay I'll use a different <laughs> everyone would rather have Devonte Adams um everyone would rather have you know the uh,
3: so so here we I, go here so we go no to 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 compare that really quick uh these are the four guys that are making more than Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick combined tell me if you'd rather have these guys or Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick uh Stefan Dix yes you'd rather have Stefan yes uh De- but, Deon- by the way
2: it's not like you don't get a second receiver right, right, right you just right. have a lower yeah, maybe a lower yeah. level Sorry. uh
3: DeAndre Hopkins
2: Mm. oh I'd well, I'd this isn't have, two years I'd rather ago, have though. hop. I know. I, he seems like he's declining for me. It's close. Okay. Devonte Adams. Definitely want Devonte. Adams. And then Tyree Kill. And you definitely want Tyree yes. Kill. So and I do agree with you on this point. That is my only issue. It, it has nothing to do with the contracts. It has to do with the way people are framing it. As if it's some amazing thing that you got two for the price of one. But as we always know, in most cases, unless you're talking about Christian Kirk, you get what you pay for. So that's where I just go, okay. Let's not act like these guys are anything like those guys. They're not elite receivers. They are very good receivers who could blow up with Russell Wilson, and that's where those deals are going to look really, really good. Is if Tim Patrick or Cortland Sutton goes over a thousand yards and double-digit touchdowns and goes to the Pro Bowl this year, then then we're really going to be saying these are great contracts. But what I don't, what you know, I saw. um uh, Chill Ducey on Twitter yesterday. He's like, um, com- saying that you're getting you know Tim Patrick for less than Tyree Kill is like saying like celebrating that you got Will Barton for so much less than Donovan Mitchell. Like <laughs> right. it, it's you know it, it's a nice piece. Mm-hmm. It's a really good player, and you got a really good deal on the contract. So no, I have no issues with any of that. My only issue is saying like look look how good you know. These deals are compared to what the best players in the league are getting paid. It's like that doesn't make sense.
3: Right. And and I do agree with you there. The way I view it and where I disagree with you a little bit and do give credit to the Broncos is what would Cortland Sutton have got on the open market? And what would Tim Patrick have got on the open market this offseason if the Broncos said like they did with Kareem Jackson, Melvin Gordon? We think your value's a little too high. We're going to go let you test the free agent market, and then once you find out your value isn't good enough, then you'll come back to us for cheaper. If he would have done that, I think these guys would have been gone.
2: Long gone for way more. Again, right. it's n- I have no issues with the contracts. The contracts are actually an amazing deal. Um, and again, I don't know if George Payton knew he was getting Russell Wilson or he was just confident that he was going to have a quarterback, but... Their their value is going to absolutely skyrocket with this guy i so,
0: think it was about attracting the quarterback too
2: that and that could have been and, too.
0: and if that's the case then it's money well spent
2: actually i remember that first podcast we did after those deals i came on and said this tells me that george payton is setting up for the next for his next quarterback he's very confident that they're, that they're gonna get it and so um that's where this is gonna be really awesome mm-hmm. is when you get to say, look at Corlin Sutton's stats compared to DeAndre Hopkins stats. Right. They're pretty close. Yep. And Cortland Sutton is getting paid way, way less. Yep,
3: exactly. And what typically when you pay someone, you're paying them for that contract to look pretty good, uh, year two and three of that deal. Typically, when you pay someone, you're making them the highest paid player, the second, the top five highest paid player in that position. You're saying He's really like the 15th best player at the position, but you had to make him a top-five paid guy at first. And then over the next couple of years, those markets kind of correct themselves. And that did not happen with Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick in a good way for the Broncos. Cortland Sutton right now, the 20th highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Tim Patrick, the 25th highest wide receiver in the NFL. So you can actually look at that two ways. The first way is, like I said, in two or three years, These guys' deals are probably going to be, they're probably going to be the 40th highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. So that's going to look incredible then. Although, right now, you look at it and say, is Tim Patrick really even the number two receiver on this team? And they're paying kind of the number two, number three receiver as number one money since he's the 25th highest paid receiver. So you can look at it both ways there and criticize or give him credit. I think at the end, when we're looking at this in two years, these deals are going to be so cheap. He is the number two receiver until proven otherwise.
0: And it's up to Jerry Judy to prove that. I mean, yes, you were looking, I mean, yes there are reasons. Yes, he's dealt with injuries. Yes, there have been quarterback issues. But not every wide receiver who has been more productive from that 2020 class than Jerry Judy, more productive than Jerry Judy, has had great quarterback position
2: play. Who did I just see? Oh, it was a Packers guy who said Packers could be adding a receiver, um, not one that you think is available. And Mm -hmm. you know where my Mm -hmm. mind went. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) JJ. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, these deals are going to look like – I mean, there, there, you're gonna want to build a statue for George Payton when all is said and done. And it's not as if you know, going back to my gripe with this whole thing, it's not as if he had the option. You know, it wasn't. It's not someone came in front of him and said, "Hey, do you want uh, Devontae Adams or Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick?" Like, no, he knew what his best option was. He got ahead of it, got an amazing deal on these guys, and then went and got something that improved his investment so much. You know, it's like. Uh, I don't know. He went and he like bought a nice house and then he went and got an incredible, he like built a pool and you know, uh, all sorts of different things to make, to make that investment even better and more valuable. Although Russell Wilson's probably the house and, and Tim and Cortland are probably the pool and the, yes. the white picket fence. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, so he, he, he absolutely nailed it. Um, and the Jerry Judy thing though, is kind of what I was talking about in the other, the other side of this, which is like, so you have Tyree kill, right? And that's really, really expensive. And then you have Jalen Waddle, who's mm-hmm. really, really good right. and really, really cheap, yep. uh, at least mm-hmm. comparatively in this conversation. So that's like, that's, they have it really figured out over there. Um, you know, you have Stefan Diggs, um, and then you just kind of have some pieces around him. But you know what, when you have Josh Allen, What's his, is it gabriel davis Yep. gabriel yeah. davis looks dope
3: three touchdowns mm-hmm. in that final playoff <laughs> game. yeah
2: so mm-hmm. uh you know th- there's different ways of kind of going about this the, the way the broncos are doing it is very similar to the way they did it with peyton manning they were you know they were paying demarius they were paying emmanuel before that they were paying wes welker and eric decker uh, i guess they didn't pay was De- decker just did his rookie contract yeah because right?
0: and, and part yeah. of it was they were in a bit of a crunch and that was the offseason and that was the off season that they said we have to upgrade the defense. So they spent on keep to leave DeMarcus Ware and TJ Ward, and so Emmanuel Sanders came in because he was cheaper than Eric Decker. Eric nope. Decker was wide receiver two and got wide receiver one money from the Jets. Emmanuel Sanders hadn't been anything more than a wide receiver three, and, and that's why they got him at I think it was about five million dollars a year, which looks so quaint. Right. 8 years later
2: but that kind of goes to my point which is Eric Decker wasn't a number 1 wide receiver he was a Peyton Manning product. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders wasn't a number 3 wide receiver he was first of all behind two guys who were really good and also you know wasn't given the type of offense that he had when he comes to Denver and he gets to be the number two and Peyton Manning's throwing him the ball. So you'd have a
0: Hall of Fame quarterback though in Pittsburgh. He did. He and did. as
3: Emmanuel
2: mm. reminded everyone Peyton's better than
3: Ben. Yes. <laughs> and no one disagreed. <laughs> Actually I think I mean, Ben took a little offense. Has defense. has, an, no has any
0: receiver ever like as a cl- worked with more great quarterbacks in an era than Emmanuel Sanders? Think Drew about Drew
3: Brees, Josh Allen, Allen, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, ben
2: Roethlisberger. Pretty darn good. Jeez, he got it. He had it figured out. He knew his position was dependent. So who's is smart about? It. So who's he missing?
3: He's missing Tom. Is there anyone that has worked? Oh, Wes Welker has worked with Tom and Peyton. Yes, mm. that's that's hard is to. Is that read. his
2: only two? The
3: only two that have no. Because remember he,
0: earlier in his career, he was, remember he started uh, with Miami. Chad Pennington. So I no, Chad I think Henny? he oh, missed Pennington. He missed Henny was a little bit after, but I think he, I think Welker may have gotten like, uh, I mean. I think he may have gotten a little briefly like a Dante Culpepper going really? down that, there. Was he
2: primarily a returner on that Yes, yeah, mm.
0: primarily, but he was he was getting some spot offensive work.
2: Crazy. These,
3: yeah. these receivers are smart. You just go where the good quarterback yeah. is. Maybe you take mm. a, a little bit of a pay cut, but it's going to pay right. out.
2: And on that note, again, you know, if the Broncos were in an alternate universe to have gotten Devontae Adams— They easily could have filled whatever role they needed to fill, whether it's through the draft or through the Emmanuel Sanders of this class, whoever that may be. Although, like, you might look at Christian Kirk as a guy who's (laughs) not a top option on his team uh, and really talented, and you definitely didn't get any sort of bargain there. You didn't. You absolutely didn't. And that brings up the conversation of
3: what would these guys have got? on the open market if they were free agents because we're not just talking about big names uh, like like the Tyree kills of the world that got paid this offseason. Uh, you had Devontae Adams getting paid. You got Stephon Diggs getting paid. But you also had Christian Kirk getting that massive deal that blew everyone's eyeballs out of their sockets. He got $18 million a year average with the opportunity for it to be up to like 21 or $22 million per year. And when I say the name Christian Kirk, I... Courtland Sutton's got to be in that conversation yes. right like we got to think that the Jaguars would have been willing to pay Cortland that type of money as well if not even more right
2: yeah and that's what I mean the Christian Kirk thing just makes no sense it's hard to even use it as a barometer for anything because I cannot figure out the reason unless they they have some sort of formula that was like who is the perfect receiver to pair with Trevor Lawrence, and they like created some system, and it's sp- it spit out Christian Kirk, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, get Christian Kirk no matter what. Right. Um, they had it other than, down on a stick. Yes, other than that, I have no idea what they were doing. But Courtland Sutton is better than Christian Kirk. So I guess here would be their argument, is last year, Cortland played
3: in all 17 games, and Cortland had 58 catches for 776 yards. You had Christian Kirk play in all 17 games, 77 catches for 982 yards. So they would say he has 20 catches more and 200 yards more.
2: This sounds like some sort of, like, Sixers MVP argument, though. (laughs) Um, I'm not trying to make this argument. Because it's like, okay, well, now let's look, like, one layer further. Who was the quarterback? What was the offense? Right, (laughs) right.
3: And if you wanted to one layer mm-hmm. further you could say okay what did christian kirk do when kyler murray was benched i don't know those stats off right, the top right, of my head right. um but yes yeah and, and that that's how they convince themselves because christian kirk they probably said you want 14 million he said oh no i'm 25 million dollar guy and they said whoa well how do we convince ourselves <laughs> that you're a 21 million dollar guy
2: <laughs> no thousand yard uh seasons right uh, i believe not yes so
3: and Cortland does have that there's actually
2: record. like no way this works out for them no, it just
3: hmm. it seems like just a classic Jacksonville Jaguars move.
2: Uh, uh, give his agent half of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and,
3: yes, you're right. No 1,000-yard seasons for him. Last year was the best season he's ever had by far. Wow. With mm-hmm. 982 yards. So, Cortland, Mace, do you think he would have got that deal on the open market? Yeah, I think he would have. Um, And that's probably about it. side. DJ Moore is getting 20600000 million. Mm-hmm. Cortland probably right in He's actually really
2: that. good.
3: Um, do you think Cortland would be up there, though?
2: Yeah. I mean, Cortland has – like, he's a name-brand wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think he's quite gotten to, you know, what some of the levels that we talked about with those other guys. But he's made a Pro Bowl. He's had a 1,000-yard season. So what we're talking about is Cortland not getting in that top tier of,
3: of free agents, mm-hmm. the Tyree Kill, Devontae Adam, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, where they're, they're 26 million-plus. Next tier right after that is DJ Moore at 20.6. So we're talking about Cortland not being the highest paid wide receiver. We're talking about him getting to $20 million per year.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we talked about it, but you remember the old Sutton rule? Yep. Just throw it up. Mm -hmm. Cross the 50, throw it up for him. Go watch Russell Wilson highlights. If you haven't been doing that for uh, like a month (laughs) and a half, like I have, Um, go watch Russell Wilson highlights and watch how many times he just gives his guys chances. Cortland Sutton is going to have more jump balls, in the first half of this season than he's had in his whole career. Um, Because Russell Wilson, you know, obviously DK Metcalf is a little bit of a different physical specimen from Cortland, but this is, this is, you know, Cortland is his DK Metcalf in Denver. And I promise you if there is single coverage on the outside and they are right around the 50 yard line, he's going to give him a chance multiple times in a game. Uh, And I think because of it, you could see Cortland, put up crazy touchdown numbers like if he's going to go win those jump balls like we saw him do in his rookie season training camp he's going to just rack up touchdowns maybe you're talking about him Mm -hmm.
0: averaging 20 yards a catch too Mm. if they're going vertical to him like that they if they're doing it not just from the red zone but if they're doing it from the 40 45 from midfield then he's going to he's he may not be the league leader in touchdown catches he might be the league leader in 20
2: plus touchdown catches yep i i think it's totally on the table and then tim you know i think could could go for a hundred catches like legitimately i think that's on i think that depending on jerry Mm -hmm. because hopefully jerry judy comes and steals catches from everyone yeah um because talking about him being the hundred catch guy and and yes that's i mean that's the way i always envisioned him in the nfl um we we you know we don't have to get into why it hasn't worked between injuries and quarterback and maybe some attitude as well. Uh, but if it doesn't work out, or if you know the thing that we've talked about happening happens, um, <laughs> I think Tim is your third down guy. Like Russ is going to him in big situations all day long. He's Mister Reliable. Exactly, and that's what he's been to this point. Um, but they just haven't had a distributor like they do now. Uh, I hope that he doesn't because I hope that that means that Jerry Judy came in and he had 85 catches and, you know, Cortland Sutton had 70 something. Uh, But I think there's definitely a world where he goes and just racks up catches this year because that's where Russ you know, wants to go and throw it into traffic when there's a tight window.
3: Yeah, you're 100% right. And uh, I want to know what Tim Patrick's value is. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Lightshade Dispensary, where if you use the code DNVR, whether you're online or you're in person at one of their 11 stores, you get 25% off. They have WANA right now, which is a fast acting uh, that helps you fall asleep fast. It's 100 or 20 to 100 THC to CBD and it will help you get a well-rounded night Of sleep as well as get you to sleep right away. And they just opened their biggest store. It's their Barnum location, one block off of 6th Avenue and Federal. It's their biggest location up to date. They have special products that aren't offered at other locations, and they've got a 420 sale going on from April 20th, 420, through the following week, where their five best selling products will be buy one, get one for $1. So make sure to check them out and use that code DNVR over at any light shade dispensary
2: for 25% off. Also, Nice little pairing with that, some Breck Brews. Uh, You can come down to the DNVR bar and get any of our eight Breck Brews that are on tap, or you can use the Breck Brew locator to find the Breck Brews nearest to you. Um, We have uh, some friends in from out of town right now, and one of the first things uh, one of the girls said was, what was that strawberry beer that I had last time? It's like ah yes, <laughs> Hook you good up old Strawberry it. Sky. And boy, Nothing it's like that it. weather. I know it's coming around. I spent the last few days in Phoenix, and let me tell you, they are fully into Strawberry Sky season nice. out there. Uh, I can't wait for it. Obviously, baseball. Nice yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, baseball, you know, starting up today uh, for some people and for us tomorrow. Uh, but that's like baseball and a Strawberry Sky. Woo. Nothing, nothing quite matches that. So uh, check out Breck Brew and use that Breck Brew locator to find the nearest to you.
0: Sometimes there's a strawberry sky over Coors Field if you go at the right time,
2: Amen. at sunset. Yep, the golden mm-hmm. hour oh. looks oh. Coors Field sunset, whew. Oh, maybe man. as good as it gets in in all of baseball. Yeah, maybe in uh, I'll take a Folsom Field sunset just in all of sports, but. Mm-hmm core has got to be up there too.
3: And you get to catch it from the rooftop. Yes. And speaking of opening day tomorrow, we're going to be down at the Ice House having our opening day party because opening day is all about Lodo and we wanted to be where the people were going to be. And you guys want to hang out with us? So we're going to be at the Ice House starting around 11 tomorrow through opening day. It's going to be an absolute blast. This is the place you want to be. We're going to be there. Breck Brews are going to be there. It's going to be a party. So take off work tomorrow. Opening day should be a Colorado Kind of so, already is. yeah so you probably have work off if not i think you're coming down with a little cold today and go down to the ice house and join us for an awesome
2: party i always do wonder because like there's an insane amount of people that are in downtown like did, you, did all of them call in sick? <laughs> right, like, right. Are employers all over Denver, like, rolling their eyes because right. they don't know what to do?
3: Unless it's the bosses that are calling sick, and then everyone knows, like, well, mm-hmm. boss isn't here. Because so I've never
2: can't. heard anyone say, like, oh, yeah, my company gives us opening day off. No, I have not heard that either. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's a nice little <laughs> it thing. It is. So, like, I just want to know how, like, is just calling sick rate a, at a crazy all-time <laughs> high uh, on opening Personal day. day. Yeah, that is
0: a I mean, you could say, I mean, that's a personal day.
2: You could say I'm working Mm -hmm. from home, but like, home as in just dead. uh, We're still well, the
0: thing is, we're still not back to everybody working in person full time. in terms of the traditional office environment, we're seeing, you know, maybe like two days a week. But if you kind of massage it right, I guess you can you can kind of take your chances and come on down for opening day. But the thing is, opening day was besieged by people even before the pandemic. Right. I mean, actually, it's. Oh yeah. I mean, there there are some people for whom, and I'll include myself in this, unless the Braves are playing the Rockies on opening day, I kind of steer clear. It's just kind of too much for me. Right. I, I understand. I'm that. gonna I'm gonna go on Sunday, but well, I'm not
2: going. I'm going instead of Friday. Last time I yeah. went to um, opening day against the Dodgers, it almost ended poorly. I just. Me like me plus alcohol plus Dodgers fans. <laughs> it's just really not a great yeah. mix. I
0: like I actually liked the opening day. I think it was in twenty eighteen when it was like snow and about twenty five degrees and Atlanta oh, yeah. was playing the Rockies. That really kept the riffraff down.
2: It did. It was also <laughs> one of the worst baseball games I've ever been to, like in terms freezing. of enjoyment. Yeah.
0: You had to, but you had to do it right. You got some hot chocolate. Did that when I, I, I when I went for a cocktail <laughs> I got a double. Smart. That, that warm you know, that warm that that started me off warm. I had about six layers on. I had snow pants. I bro, we yeah. even got like yeah.
2: special insulated socks. Yeah. And the funny thing is <laughs> yeah. like so tickets went down to like thirty five bucks first right. level. Yeah. Right the night before the game when everyone knew for sure the weather was right, gonna right, suck. Right, right. So I was telling Allie, I'm like, we should go. Like, I'll yeah. buy the tickets. I'm like, how many times have we been to a football game where it was freezing and it was fine? It'll be just like that it's not just like that it's the at t- all it's
0: not because you, football kind of lends itself to jumping being on your feet down, jumping yes. up and down baseball you know it, you're just you're sitting there and you're watching the game
2: and it was so cold like i don't even want to go to the rooftop because it's like right. yeah. i don't even first of all i don't want to move yeah second of all like i don't want to hold a drink
3: <laughs> well what are we talking about tomorrow 77 and sunny is it?
2: Yep. Oh, I think so. That's amazing. Yeah. Or maybe
3: it's high 60s or so. It's going to be great.
2: Whatever
0: like, it, gonna, it is, it's going to be. Uh, but it's I love be nice that, all weekend. I love
2: that we're bringing the party to Lodo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because I, I I get it, you know, like if I was going to the game, it would have been tough to come stop here, mm-hmm. you know, then get down there. Like it's a Lodo holiday, so yeah. we're we're leaning into it. We're mm-hmm. going to Lodo too. Yep. It's going to be it's going to be awesome.
0: Who are the worst fans to have in by the way? I'd say Dodger fans are slightly worse for opening day. But I'll tell you what, like if it's a Cubs opening if suck. the Cubs are are yeah. in for opening day, that's where, like, you're you, th- there should be the same warning on a Cubs Rockies opening day that there is if you're in, like, at Sea World and you're in the first three rows. <laughs> where they splash say you yes yeah, splash zone <laughs> if it's a Cubs Rockies the entire stadium is a splash zone <laughs> you will get beer on you like it or not you know what I will
2: say though is Rockies fans they show out on opening day so oh, yes. if oh, yes, there's one do. game that we can keep the <laughs> yeah. you know keep the opposing fans out yeah. it's, it's that one exactly uh, all right where were we in our conversation
3: Tim Patrick what is uh. his value on the open market because he got just over 11 million dollars per year on his deal and kind of looking around, I think his value is kind of right where Cortland Sutton is. $15 million a year. Let me list the guys that are right around there. Allen Robinson. Is that 15? Uh, is at, He's at, yeah, 15 and a half. Okay. Uh, and Allen Robinson, Tim Patrick had more yards than him last year. Wow. Uh, Cortland Sutton, he's also at 15.2. Tim Patrick had more yards than Cortland Sutton yeah, last
2: Bears year. The Bears were like throwing like 13 times a game sometimes yeah yeah so
3: and th- that is something you take into account um now Robbie Anderson he's at 14.7 mil- million Yeah. Tim's probably right around there Corey yep. Davis 12.5 okay so
2: I think and then we get right into Tim's area this is like speaking of the Rockies I've, I used to always it took me a lot of years to realize this which is like prospect comes up gets hyped in the organization everyone really likes him and you know they do some nice things so you're you're like we were right and then you look down and you're like oh he's hitting 235 right. and he has like 13 home runs and there's only 20 games left like he's not as good as we thought i'm not saying that's what ha- what's happening with him but that's what i fear we might do is overvalue him a little bit and then when you start looking at the numbers like you said then you start realizing. I think it's actually the opposite. What's what happened here is George Payton knew that he still has a lot of unlocked potential. And again, like I was just saying, he could go absolutely ballistic with Russell Wilson this year. And so this one, I think you're right. He is that caliber and you're getting a serious discount here. One, because of his undrafted status two, because it took him a long time to stick in the league and three, because he has not played with a great quarterback yet.
3: Yeah, and when I look at Tim, I say, why is he $4 million a year cheaper than Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton has a Pro Bowl next to his name, but Cortland Sutton's best year there's only a hundred yards more than Tim Patrick's best year. So I really think it is what you were talking about, but maybe the opposite that Cortland Sutton's the second round project that yep. everyone likes George Payton. When he got in the building last year, he loved Cortland Sutton. His son was talking about Cortland Sutton. Uh, George before Cortland Sutton would even played a healthy snap on the practice field was in love with Cortland Sutton and the Broncos also love Cortland Sutton. And so I think they just fell in love with everything about him. But, you talk about throwing the jump ball up to Cortland Sutton. You can do that to Tim as well. Yep. And Tim, Cortland's just viewed as like the more physically physical freak. Tim, Which I think mm-hmm. he is. Tim probably. W- what's Tim more limited at? Maybe a little slower. Jumping. J- he's taller. I know. He does. So but he doesn't have the same vertical. Same radius,
0: he, Same radius, but maybe not the same vertical. But
3: does, that, does the, the,
0: the, ver- the does the vertical matter the if box. you have the same radius? Well. It does, and it also he doesn't. Have the, he doesn't. Have the, he, to, doesn't have, he doesn't have the same body control. Either. I don't think he has the, thing the same that, radius. is yeah, my answer. That's okay. the other thing. Yeah, and the other doesn't have the same body control either. And the other thing, I mean, we're, we're not, it's not just hundred yards is the difference. It's about four hundred yards. Just under four hundred yards is the difference between Tim Patrick's best season because his best seasons are in the seven hundreds, and Cortland Sutton was north of eleven hundred yards. There's a pretty big difference between the two in terms of their ceiling. That's and, that, I, and, and that's, that's what you're, I thought he had. nine hundred. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you're paying for. You're paying for, I think, the ceiling and what you hope he can be.
2: Well, and I just think we talk about this all the time. Your draft status follows you forever. It um, does. It does. But there's a reason why th- those two have different draft statuses. It is because Cortland Sutton slightly more athletic, a little bouncier, definitely a little stronger, um, and mm-hmm. you know has shown that Pro Bowl caliber ceiling. Um, or or, uh, if you even want to call it a ceiling pro caliber play, he's showed Mm it on the field Mm -hmm.
0: in a year Uh, where he had Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, and Drew Locke as his quarterbacks
2: where Tim has Cortland better hands. He's actually a little faster and he's a little taller. Um, so we just haven't seen it yet. He, he honestly hasn't been given the opportunity to be a number one, but
3: he hasn't been given the opportunity to really be a number two.
2: Right. And so I think. Again, there is, a, there is a chance. Don't forget, every time Russell Wilson talks about his receivers, he says Tim Patrick's name first.
3: That's why I don't think it's this crazy idea that Tim should be paid similar to Cortland.
2: Yep. I, I don't think it's crazy. Tim's really underrated from a speed perspective. Really underrated. Because he doesn't look like a speed receiver. Right, But he, uh, I think, maybe someone can look this up. His uh, 40 time for his size is insane i think he was in the four fours for being six five yeah it's insane uh so you know he, again another thing that just has not been unlocked yet you saw him catch the uh, the nine against the cowboys mm-hmm. um he had an awesome catch there but you have not seen him running a lot of vertical routes
3: no and and, the, and that's something that that when we talk about the difference between Cortland and tim uh courtland is really good at the jump balls I haven't seen anything that would show me that Tim isn't just as good. I, I don't remember any times when Tim goes up for a ball and isn't able to come down with it.
2: You know what else he has? What? He's a dog. He is. He is. S- straight up. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes out there and he he talks his talk and he competes and he has just a thing about him where mm-hmm. he just wants to go hit you in the mouth, whether literally or figuratively. Right. Um and that plays, that tracks, like it it, does. it it it's something that you need on your team. And and it's why I just love this. And if Jerry you know, it, it kinda all roads kinda lead back to Jerry Judy. If Jerry goes out there and is the guy that we thought he was, we're talking about very possibly the best three the best three player receiver core in the NFL. I think it's very possible. Now, mm. Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill and insert whoever is gonna yeah. be pretty pretty hard to beat. Um, but I tru- Devontae
0: Adams, Hunter Renfro, and probably Brian Edwards. I have a lot to say about that. Too. Yeah, in and, and Vegas,
2: right? And uh, I mean, you if you just say best weapons, then you get to bring in Darren Waller for them, and that and that makes them really hard. Yeah. to it's
3: but t- in terms of money, the charges are right there with Mike Evans uh, and Keenan Allen. Those are the two Mike highest paid duos. Or Mike, Mike Williams, Williams, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, oh, I agree with that. In terms of money, that's why I said that. So forty million dollars a year. Which one I, is
0: I, over eight? Williams or Allen or both? Both. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, both. Keenan, well. I, I gotta disagree with that on on Keen Keen Allen. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah he's overrated.
2: <laughs> Slightly overrated, um, but he's still very, very good. Uh, but I'm not saying they're gonna be number one. I'm just saying mm-hmm. you, you know that's gonna be incredibly hard to defend. And then obviously you talk about Albert Owen. Every time we do this, someone in the comments I saw it earlier says, don't forget about KJ Hamler. Mm-hmm. I just. Am I don't know how to, I am forgetting about KJ Hamler until he makes me not forget about him. We're not counting
3: on him.
0: Yeah. Nice bonus if he's there, but I believe he's missed more games than he's played so far.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I and I hate that. I yeah. I love KJ. He's got a great personality, super awesome skill set. He's f- the fastest player on the team. Um, Chase T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Eh.
1: I think really they, I
3: think all of these are in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah exactly. It's a. It's a great conversation. Actually, would you take
0: T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd over the Broncos' big three?
2: <sighs> can I? Ha- can I tell you after this year?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamar I mean, Chase today, is obvi-
2: Jamar Chase is the number one yeah, among all I, of those. Because I put yeah. Jamar Chase in the conversation we were having earlier. Tyree killed Devonte Adams. Yeah. That world. Um, but
0: T. Higgins is really and Tyler Boyd are both really good. At capitalizing when defenses are shading over toward Jamar mm-hmm. Chase. This I, is like, what's so I, exciting. I, I I would take the Bengals three
2: today. The, the, Broncos, the Broncos this three. year, for the first time in God knows how long, are going to be able to force teams to do things like that. You can, you know if you're you you're going to be able to force teams to put a lot of focus on Cortland Sutton, and all of a sudden Jerry Judy is running wild in the middle of the field if Russell Wilson decides to ever throw it there. Um, you know, uh, Tim Patrick is going to have such great matchups and the Broncos are going to be able to exploit this. They just haven't been able to do it with these quarterbacks year after year after year. That was, you know, I remember uh, when when we had that conversation with a uh, member of the Broncos organization about Joe Flacco and he was saying mm. all the things that Joe Flacco could do and, uh, and how that was going to unlock the offense. None of that happened, but that those are the things that are actually going to happen with Russell Wilson. He can make every mm. throw. All parts of the field you have to cover. You have to defend. You have to have a plan for. Uh, And so, like you said, when teams want to take away Jamar Chase, that, that makes Joe Burrow's life so much easier. And he has two guys that he can throw to. And that's exactly what's going to happen in Denver with Russell Wilson. So then
3: who is the Broncos' best opportunity to have a dominant number one receiver in the NFL? And I'm talking to join those group of five wide receivers. Who is it? It's Jerry Judy, in my opinion. I think it is as well. Now, I think from things we've learned, that may be not as much of a guarantee as we hoped it would be when they drafted him in the first round, 15th overall, when we thought he was the best wide receiver in a generational receiver class. It seems like that's not as automatic anymore, but I still do think it's Jerry Judy. And we've talked all day about how good Cortland and Tim are and how good they can be. And they really may be the number two and the number three receivers on this team if Jerry Judy's able
2: to unlock his potential. Hmm. It's it's a tough comp just because Akib kept his play really high, um, but Akib Talib was much more beloved in the locker room and around town when the Broncos were good, um, and when they got bad, he was you know there was other you know there's all sorts of conversations that happen and those sort of things. Emmanuel Sanders, that's an even there's your better comp. Emmanuel Sanders, when things were going great, everyone loved Emmanuel. Uh, when things started to go bad, you heard of rumors Mm. of, you know, complaining and like, uh, temper tantrums at halftime and that sort of stuff. And so we haven't seen Jerry when things are good yet. And I hope that while it's not a great quality to have where, you know, you kind of go where the wind blows um the wind is should be blowing in the right direction for a long time now Mm -hmm. and if we get peyton emmanuel with russell jerry then things are going to be really really good and he's going to be really really awesome and all of a sudden he's gonna be smiling all the time and happy and you know not sending cryptic tweets that everyone has to diagnose um and that is where that world comes into play
0: he never lost before he got here
2: really. I, that's, I, that's the thing it's got to be tough yeah he also never had to live where it was cold like all of a sudden you go, you go from wind warm weather everything's great to losing and being freezing i'd probably be pissed too
3: and as we know when it's cold it's, it's tough. tough it's tough so guys final mm-hmm. question do you think with this conversation being said about how courtland could have they both could have gotten nearly five million dollars more on the open market they haven't even played a, a snap on their new deal, and they've already restructured to help the Broncos move open up some things. Do you think that they are asking for new, new deals sooner than they would have? Because you know they, they ask every player asks for a new deal before their other deal's up. So instead of waiting till year three on Tim's Tim's contract and year four right before the final year of their deals, are they waiting? Is Tim Patrick asking for a new deal one year from now? And is Court
2: Sutton asking for a new deal two years from now? I think both are asking for a new deal two years from now. Um, Back-to-back Pro Bowls, playoff Mm. stuff. And
0: that's the year of the cap bump, too. Yeah. That's the year the cap's supposed to go to, to about 260 million
3: as and most then project. That is yeah. big time decision time because you're also going to have Jerry coming up and, and you're going to need a new deal too. And you're exactly. You're not going to pay them all at that time mm-hmm. $30 million or at that time $40 million since Tyreek is already at the $30 million mark. You Hope, I guess, that some natural separation mm-hmm. occurs, but you got to imagine that one of these guys is going to be gone.
0: That's the beauty of how they structured the contracts, though, because effective—I mean, we're talking about them having three and four-year deals, but in terms of how they're spreading it out and the dead money hit, especially effectively, effectively, they're two and three-year deals. And so, in the third year for each of them, that is when Jerry Judy would have the fifth-year option. So that's his first price bump. And then the fourth year for Sutton, after Jerry Judy's uh, pa- passed his fifth year option, or or the fourth—that's also after Tim Patrick's contract has expired. Yeah. So they they plan this almost with the intention of passing the baton to Jerry Judy if he proves worthy of it, and him getting the big number starting in twenty-five.
2: Yep. I mean, I think. It's gonna be really interesting to see what, how this works, and and you're gonna see a lot of fans, um, be a, very, not like the player empowerment era anymore. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's really easy to be very for the player empowerment era when your team isn't very good mm-hmm. and it doesn't really affect whether you're competing for a Super Bowl or not. But this is the thing: players can walk in and say, "I'm not coming until you give me a new deal." The team can say, we don't want to give you a new deal, and then your favorite player just got traded.
3: I mean, how quickly did that happen with the Chiefs? Right. Now, behind closed doors, it was happening for about 10 days before. But still, that's not very long for Tyreek Hill to go from a star that you're building your team around next to Patrick
2: Mahomes to gone. And the truth is, someone will pay. Yep. There's always someone who will pay. So the players do have a lot of power, and I'm happy for them in that. Uh, it just creates complications when you're trying to build a Super Bowl. Order. And,
3: boy, this is just another great example of why you sign guys before they hit the open market. We've talked about it for so long. John Elway would wait a long time to sign guys, and then mm. they would just be too expensive. And then you'd walk into the Chris Harris Jr. deals where he's really upset. It just If you take care of it before, if you know that it's a guy that you want to have for a long time, there's zero reason to wait. And uh, mm. now Bradley Chubb. That's going to be a conversation for a different day, obviously, but we're not sure that he's a guy that you want here no matter what. And then that's when you get into some interesting territory on how to handle those situations.
0: And if you can get an at one of the edges, if they fall to pick 64 and you open your draft with an edge, I mean, obviously it's not like a high first-rounder, but that's somebody where you evaluate, evaluate where he is at the end of the season and say, okay, is he ready to start? Can we move on from Chubb? if chubb has not found a way to stay healthy
2: yeah i keep i'll say it now I, ojabo is, is the dream i now I, st- mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to drop that far but you never know with these types of injuries mm-hmm. right before the draft um you're kind of in a position where you can have a guy who has to, has to redshirt red shirt his first year you really
3: are and, now and you'd
2: m- like because you're in a super bowl window now you'd mm-hmm. like to add an insane contributor but if you're going to increase that the chances of that Super Bowl window a year from now, you can talk yourself into it.
3: Here's the thing, though. I mean, the Broncos are essentially picking in the third round with their first pick. Last year, two very good players in Baron Browning uh, and Quinn Minerts. Not instant contributors. Not guys that you were counting on. So if George Payton views it that way... Man, if Ojabo is there, that would be absolutely
2: amazing. And really good teams don't need instant contributors in the third round.
3: And the Broncos don't need instant contributors. One thing George Payton's done a fantastic job at so far is plugging every hole where you feel comfortable enough going into the season. I don't feel great about right tackle. I don't feel great about defensive line. There, there's there's certainly positions I don't feel great about, but. You feel okay going into the season. There's not a glaring need that you have to address in this draft. Yep. Even
0: great teams have some starters who are just rank and file, right? right? You can go down the list. It's okay to have Billy Turner starting on a one-year deal. That's fine. Totally. I mean, you don't want too many guys who are rank and file. You want some blue chippers around, but you can, you're can. you fine at right tackle. You're I mean, you're, you're knocking on wood and hoping for health but you at edge rusher, but you're fine there. You're fine at inside linebacker. You're fine on the defensive line right now.
2: Yeah, and what that does is that gives you an opportunity to take the best player available mm-hmm. and play them in advantageous positions for them mm-hmm. rather than ad- advantageous positions for you. So, you know, you don't have to move guys around like a Demarcus Walker or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, you get to draft a guy and just say, hey, you're really good at this right now. We're gonna play you, and you do that. Now we want you to learn all this other stuff. Right. But let's just say you're, you know, a, uh, you know, you're a pass rush specialist. Cool. Well, we need you to learn to defend the run. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're just gonna play you on third downs. Right.
3: Yep, exactly, exactly. And you'll be just fine if you check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental, because so many of us have checked them out and given them our stamp of approval. They're part of the DNVR family, we're part of the Green Mountain Dental family, and you should become part of their family as well, because if you sign up and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush over at Green Mountain Dental. That's all you have to do, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, go to our friends at Green Mountain Dental, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush, no better way to take care of teeth with that and they're diehard denver sports fans so it's going to be you can have some good conversations easy people to hang out with
2: it's only a 15 minute drive from downtown denver so check them out over at green mountain dental speaking of good conversations let's have some good conversations with our listeners mm. uh and jump into super chats first no super chat uh
3: yes one from yesterday, yesterday actually that came in from mile high mike came in at just the buzzer so we missed it uh we really appreciate a mile high mike we wanted to get to it today and he said Yesterday we didn't have any super chats either, so he said no super chats. Can't can't let that happen. Go DNVR, let's ride, Mile High Mike. We
2: really appreciate that. Yeah, that's a that's a DNVR Madden League OG right there. It is. He is. And if he says that we can't let no super chats happen, then you know you guys gotta do make sure you, do it doesn't happen. Do. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, then let's jump into the questions on the website uh let's see what the people there have to say of course you can get your questions in on the website every single day uh by becoming a member at the and that's not the only thing you get you also get to read all of our great content whether it's zach mace whether it's harrison on the nuggets or aj and rudo and all the guys on all the teams we've got every team covered top to bottom become a member over there and then you also get larger beers at the dnvr bar you get to like come in with your friends and then you, you go get beers and you come back with the biggest one and they're like, What's up with that? And you're like, oh, sorry, (laughs) members only. I've gotten in here. Yeah, exactly. I know a guy. (laughs) You know a whole family here. Exactly, exactly. All right, what are are, are
3: people saying today? First one coming in from Dan Burke says, hey guys, so the Broncos are meeting with a bunch of prospects that project to be day three guys. In particular, there are a lot of interior offensive linemen of late. I saw some people theorizing that the Broncos meeting with a bunch of later round guys could mean they're planning on trading up in the draft and expecting only to have day three picks at their disposal and maybe an interior offensive offensive lineman could be part of a trade package up, whether that's Cushionberry, Glasgow, Reisner, or Muti, whoever the surplus would be. I know we shouldn't read too much into pre-draft visits, and especially not with Peyton at GM, but what do y'all think?
2: Take your own advice from the last sentence. Yeah, you know, that's
3: exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh these things are something that you should not read into much. Uh I used to track every single one of these down mm. and make sure I, I had it as well and it, it just it's not important George Payton told us last year that these things could mean something they could mean nothing and last year they literally meant
2: nothing the but biggest problem is calling them top 30 visits they're, not, they're not your top 30 right. not your <laughs> yeah
0: some of these guys are actually unlikely to be drafted yep. I think those are the ones that are actually the ones to look into because effectively they can kind of turn into recruiting visits Right. When you get to the mm. frenzy right after the draft of getting undrafted players and the Broncos will certainly add some guys in the undrafted pool. I think th- those are the ones that are intriguing because you're kind of getting a head start on if they pass through the draft pro- process, then you've already got a little bit of an in with
2: them. I love that. I love that because it's kind of weird when, you know, you're some kid from South Carolina uh you've never been to Denver before. Mm-hmm. Uh all of a sudden you're you're every team, you know, are like six teams in the NFL are calling you. You have no idea. You have nothing to base your decision off of other than you look you, you know like you go to like ESPN.com and look at the depth chart <laughs> and you're like, uh, do they have room at edge rusher You know, like can I crack my way in here? Whereas if you went to the facility and you met the coaches and you met the GM and you saw how beautiful the city is and you know they told you, hey you know we like you Mm -hmm. day three or after that you know keep an eye out for us we there is room here then you already have this like wealth of knowledge and there's
0: one in particular the jared bernhardt who is a quarterback from ferris state division two but he's converting to receiver and returner don't expect him to get drafted i think that was a little bit of a recruiting visit love that to bring to 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 kind of get the bug in his ear about uh how they might use him if they bring him in.
2: And think of it this way. You know, you don't bring these guys in because you absolutely love them. You bring them in because you have questions that you mm-hmm. want answered in person, you know? Um, so, of course, maybe you bring in a guy that, you know, um, some teams might do it away where, like, if they're picking in the top five, they want to bring in guys that they could pick there because they want to meet them and talk to them and, you know, just see how they mm-hmm. fit in and, and how they are in real life, rather than the, you know, 15 minutes you get at the combine or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Carolina's bringing in all six quarterbacks right yeah For example.
2: and I get that I, I would like that too if the Broncos were in the quarterback yep. market something I simply cannot relate to um, <laughs> but how quickly we forget <laughs> uh, but you know you bring guys in that you have questions about whether it's okay there's a you know a character concern here or there is a health concern here or whatever you want to get them in your building to be able to actually find out for yourself rather than just go what you're reading off of reports
3: right exactly and so it makes sense to do these but also you bring a guy in you could find out oh boy this is not the guy i want and cross (laughs) them off your list it's not these aren't stamp of
2: approvals just because you do them that being said would not be surprised if the broncos trade back and back and back and back mm-hmm. and back and back and back and just stock up for next year I love that Eagles trade I wasn't on here when that happened mm-hmm. I thought that was genius yep. yeah um, you just load up for next year That's exactly what and, we said
0: and Peyton even wants to get to his magic number of 10 picks for this year so I think there's a, it'd be a combination <laughs> of get a few more picks for day three something that uh, you know that was in the original comment and also build up for next year I think right now they have five draft picks next year. I believe they would like to exit the, this year's draft with seven picks for
2: next year. Right. And what do they have right now? Five for 2023. That's way too low None. for George Payton. Nice. I
0: mean, and that's where, like, if a, if a team offered, say, we'll give you our second rounder next year for pick 64. That was our pod- podcast yesterday. I'd be like, Fine
3: have them easy yeah. yep. yep yep instantly do that next one coming in from denver wolf says if by some miracle both trey mcbride and chad mumma were both on the board at pick 64 and you knew troy anderson and isaiah likely were both available at pick 75 as well who would be your two picks give me trey and troy yeah i too. I mean i have to go trey absolutely and i'll go troy as well <laughs> Yep. 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 I
0: mean, um we, we kind of we saw both likely and mcbride down at the senior bowl and Likely was fine. McBride has some special traits to him. Yeah, I likely don't remember
2: anything that he did. Uh, Yeah, uh, Yeah. Trey
3: McBride is simply, in my opinion, a first-round talent. So if somehow he lands at the end of the second round, you lucked yourself into a miracle, you take him, because it's also kind of a position of need. And so it it would fit perfectly.
2: Let me throw a wrench in the gears, though. At 64, um... Green Bay is calling, mm-hmm. and they want to give you their second next year. Mm-hmm. Trey McBride's on the board. Which what, what are you doing? Trey McBride, because I view
3: him as a first-round pick, right, and right. so I'm I'm viewing right. that I can't get that. Now, if Trey McBride's gone, okay, yep, I'm taking that instantly.
2: I would say of all four of these players that you mentioned, I don't think any of them except Isaiah likely will be on the board at 64.
3: Yeah, probably yeah. not. And I guess that's why he did say in a miracle way.
2: Maybe Muma, maybe.
3: Potentially. We'll
2: I think – it's funny because we say, like, the, the cross-school comparison or the same-school comparison is kind of lazy. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, like, the Logan Wilson, Chad Muma, like, that's so easy. But I, I think it actually affects teams, and I actually think this one applies pretty well. Um, but, like, I just – for whatever reason – there's a team that's played against Logan Wilson. And like, that guy's awesome. And then they right. see Chad Muma on the tape. They're like, hey, it kind of looks like him. Yeah. Wow, even the jersey. That's the same <laughs> yeah. team. Same coach. And then coach. they can convince themselves right. just that they would coach the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Last one here is from the Danimal. Morning, everyone. I actually have no football comments today. I'm just stopping by to give some love. Had an overnight stay in the hospital in Vail last night and couldn't sleep with all the machines hooked up to me. So I kept myself occupied listening to the sweet sounds, the soothing sounds of Zach and Mace. Um, hmm. It made for some fun conversations when the nurse kept asking why I was laughing every time he came to check in on me. Uh, It was a fun night, all things considered. Thank you, guys. If anyone's around, I'll be stopping by the bar Friday night before I head back to L.A. i will be easy to spot with a new bionic shoulder and a service dog uh, in, in tow. Uh, come grab a drink with me, much loved Danimal. Oh, I
3: hope mm-hmm. you're okay, Danimal. Yeah, yeah. Um, sounds yeah. like you're doing all right. Yeah, it, it does mm-hmm. sound like it. And I'm really glad that uh, that we could be there with you in the hospital. And Mace, I wonder if he heard us when we were very sweet
2: sounds on the oh, you guys are given mm-hmm. s- maybe, maybe that's that when you finally fell asleep we all <laughs> oh,
3: right
0: we were, we were we were we've been citing some lyrics this week i know. heard i, I loved yeah.
2: your uh blues traveler drop the other day <laughs> yeah thank you that was good, that was I, good. Didn't, I
0: didn't do too bad, bad badly with it i thought i'm
2: sure you know this but the best part of that song is that the entire song did you talk about this the entire no. song doesn't actually say anything and that's the point of the song yes is that like the
3: sentences don't make sense?
2: They do make sense. But what the whole song is saying is it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. As long as I speak with inflection because mm. the hook brings you the in. Br- so like, it's just catchy. Yeah. You and the whole right. thing is just saying like nothing. The lyrics don't right, matter. It just right, all about good. the hook. Right. Yeah. 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 The hook will bring you back yeah. right. on that. You can
0: rely. Exactly. <laughs> I love that.
2: Um, and, uh, you guys have been doing a great job holding it down and i oh, guess uh, giving people sweet soothing uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm happy you're back today
3: yeah. and really quick a note on tomorrow's podcast because of opening day and being down there we are not going to be doing a live pod so if you only tune in live Find us anywhere you find podcasts. Just search Broncos will be the first one that pops up. And you can check out tomorrow's pod, which is going to be audio only. You can find that on the podcast section.
2: kind of like that. All of you YouTubers got to subscribe to the pod. There we go. Um, and this is like as close as we can get to give every, giving everyone opening day off. Yeah? Can we? Exactly. Can we come
0: up with a cliffhanger then to get people to... To, to, to join us tomorrow if they're not if yeah they're what are we talking not, about i don't know that's good question we haven't, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't figured that out yet
3: it's <laughs> gonna be something so oh, juicy uh, a lot of people are saying yeah. it could be the podcast of the year wow well, and yeah. the juiciest one too yeah exactly about that? <laughs> all right appreciate <laughs> is
2: you is that get, the hook that hooks them in that is it, it, that'll is, bring it right. back it doesn't matter what we say <laughs> as long as we speak with collection. all right that's gonna wrap it up for us hopefully we see you guys tomorrow downtown in Lodo ice house we'll be there early hanging out you know slanging shirts uh having drinks all that good stuff so if you're coming downtown come see us and if not um then catch us on the, the audio pod tomorrow. See you. how
1: long's it been since you night roll out the truck and took a country drive
2: now under-